We are just three weeks away from the kickoff of a new Premier League season. And today we are going to be talking title contenders. Who are the top six or seven teams that have a chance of actually winning the Premier League title? We're going to go on bookies odds, by the way. So don't hate us for excluding your team. Let's get into it. Roll that intro. Welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, do us a favour, hit that subscribe button. Free football content every week and make sure you turn on the notification as well because there's no point being subscribed if you don't get to see the latest videos. Let's kick things off. So we're going to start with the bookies odds. So there's top seven teams currently and we're going to go from top, well, we're going to go from bottom to top actually and work our way up. So Premier League contention, Tottenham Hotspur. Let's begin. This might be a quick one. Jamie, straight to you. Do Tottenham have a chance of potentially contending for the title? Are they even in this conversation? Um, If you're looking at it now from an outside perspective, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, I think all Spurs fans will say the same. It's not not biased. Looking into it, I think no one will give them a chance. However, I do actually quite like the manager. I feel like he's going to come in and he's going to set. I think it's going to be looking better than what it's looked at under sort of when it was Mourinho, um, under Nuno, under Conte. I think it's going to look better for Spurs in terms of that. But for getting the title, not quite sure it's going to get to that, to be honest. Um, if you look at obviously the signings they've made so far, so they've signed Madison, which I think is actually a very good option and something that Spurs have needed because at the moment they're relying they were relying on Kane to score and to assist. So it was you know it's very hard to assist and to score yourself. So to get someone who can provide the assists should help Kane. And then they got what Porro the right back from Sporting. It's now officially, obviously they had him on loan at the end of last season or half of last season. Now it's official signing. I feel like he need he will need to improve on what he was last season, but we'll have to wait and see on that. He's a very attacking fullback. Um, so if the Spurs can get the sort of defensive set up right for him, he could flourish there and help out the team massively. And what Kula? So the weird part of it is Kulaveski. So it's another signing that's already been at the club. So it's like they've not actually improved, and that's set that's spending what seventy million euros. Um, so it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one for Spurs because like they're spending the money and actually nothing's improved. Um, and then finally they've got a new goalkeeper, which I think they've needed for quite a while. I think Larice as good as he has has been in the past, you just thought hey, he's going to make an error soon. And then one came along. So that sort of says it all for me with Spurs. But yeah, at, at the end of the day, I don't think they're going to be challenging the title. But I do think it's going to get a bit better for Spurs than the last few seasons. Reese, what, what's your thoughts? Do you agree? Is there any chance? And, and bear in mind as well, they might lose Kane. We've got to consider that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, every team has a chance. And 
And I think if we're going to start with the Kane situation, realistically, I think it's not the worst thing because I think Son will step up. They'll have goals from Madison Richard. You know, they'll just change around tactically probably by bringing another striker anyway. So as good as Kane's been, I don't really think that's a major issue. I think it's just a matter of how much they get for him and do they sell it now or risk losing him for free next summer. Um, I think, yeah, the transfer business has been solid. They're very much a work in progress. Um, and I think Spurs will understand that. Levy will understand that. Postologi will obviously know that because I think it took him a couple of games even to get it right at Celtic. So at a more competitive level, he should probably need a little bit longer. Um, I agree what you mean. They've already got two players that they've already signed. Um, they just signed them this summer. It'd be interesting to see what he does with Poro because I don't think Postologi plays with wing backs. So Poro's probably going to play more of a right back role. Um, so that would be interesting to see there. The goalkeeper looks like a good addition from Empoli, um, Ficario. Uh, they've got Solomon on a free. And of course, let's not forget the, the players that are returning to the club that will have some use or at least have some value. So you've got um, Yit Destiny Yudoji, or Yudoji, I'm not sure how to pronounce that. He looks like a good, promising left back. And Dombele's come back. Brian Gill's come back. Lasoso's come back. Regalon's come back. So they've got some players there. If they don't want to sell them, they've got players too. Pretty decent for the first team anyway. Um, I still think they need to do a little bit more business. Um, you know, maybe Marcus Edwards from Sporting, I think, would be a good addition for them in the attacking outlet. And maybe a centre-back, I've heard them link with uh, Van Ven, Van der Ven at Wolfsburg. So, yeah, a little bit of still there. But I think other than that, they're shaping up to be a nice squad. But as long as the pressure's not put on them, they'll, they'll, be, just, they'll be just fine. Yeah, I think Solomon as well. I'll, I'll say it now. I think I think he's a low key, very good signing. He, he there was glimpses last season for for Fulham where he he looked a serious player. Yes, it was over a few games, but it, the technical ability, the potential's there. Um, but yeah, in, in reality, do I think they can compete? I, I just don't see it. There's too many unknowns, and and we all said it last year. You know, you take Kane out of that squad, and and it's a very average side. And to be honest. Other than adding Madison now, I, I kind of stand by that statement. Do I think Kane will leave? I, I don't, but you know that's still on the table. But I, I don't think Spurs are, and, and the kind of odds, <laughs> bookies odds do reflect it. But I don't think Spurs are in contention, really. Um, moving on to, well, I guess speaking of probably not in contention, we have to come on to Chelsea next. We are off the back of a... Uh, a thumping 5-0 win over Wrexham uh, so don't don't sleep on us yet um, yeah I mean I'll, I'll kick things off for us obviously a couple of good signings potentially a lot of outgoings new manager bringing in a lot of new young players which do look and sound exciting but I'm struggling to make a case for us really really competing this season Um. We've seen in the past, you know, Chelsea, we can we can blow hot and cold and, and and turn up and be world class, but I just don't think there's a way we're gonna find the consistency overnight. You can't get rid of a third of your squad, bring in a new manager, new players, and everything's gonna work perfectly. It, it's just not sadly, it's not reality. Um so yeah, I think I think for us we'll probably be in a bit of a transitional season. I am actually excited. I said Poch wasn't my first choice, but Listen to him speak, watching the hearing about the training sessions tactically. I do actually think he can take us forward as a club, and I'm I'm actually quite excited to see what he'll do. But we are not going to be competing for the title this season. Simple as. 
I th- yeah, I have to agree. Really, I think, I think what you've done in the summer actually so far has been good because you needed to get rid of a lot of players. Like it was no, everyone knew that you had such a large squad size where you couldn't register some players for the Champions League squad when you were in it, and also the Premier League. And now that you're not playing in Europe as well, it means your squad could ju- it just couldn't continue being that size so get rid of a lot of the sort of deadwood um i think the only one really that you've lost well no you've lost probably yeah i think you're three that you've lost that probably weren't dead rubber but they've all gone and they've gone to premier league clubs which is probably also a bit weird with havertz mountain kovacic it's a bit weird that you've obviously sold them to premier league teams that would be considered your rivals in if you're going for the title but it's more, I think, Chelsea are just going for a transition, needed a rebuild. Uh, Poch is quite a good manager to have for that reason. But I think, and he can then build the squad he wants, but is he going to be given the time? And after last season, are Chelsea fans going to accept that again? Because it got to the point where you're out of every competition and you were losing... I don't think your fans would accept something like that to start off again. If you're as poor as you are at the start of this season, it's going to get toxic. That's a big concern for Chelsea. I have this season, but you do have some quite nice fixtures to start you off. I think obviously if you ignore the Liverpool game, I think you have a few of the sort of promoted sides or teams that we expect to be around the relegation battle. So it could be a good start to the season for Poch. But it's definitely not enough for the title. You probably need to sign like four or five world-class players before you're even considered for that, in my opinion. And I don't see that happening this summer, even though you will you will spend, but it's just not going to be to that extreme. Yeah, I think I think four or five may, maybe is a bit of a stretch, but you know, assuming we get Caicedo, I think we'll be in a better position. Our defence is obviously for finals now are injured, which is not ideal. I think our defence though is pretty strong. It's just we need isn't Cuckoo gonna step up to be a 20 goals a, a a year scorer? Probably not. And that's what we're lacking. Yeah, I think defensively you've also got issues with just injuries. Reese James unfortunately seems to get injured after five games. Uh, he looks great for them five games, don't get me wrong, but he then gets injured. Chilwell as well, he's known to get in some injuries. And you've seen before that literally can derail your whole season. Yeah. Um, then you've got Thiago Silva, who he keeps adding on the years. I know we keep saying that, you know, at some point he is going to drop off. Um, Whether it is this season, whether it's not, is a different matter. But it's what yeah it's more the defense needs to stay fit and with Fafana getting injured now it's even less likely that you're going to have a full fit defense at this at this rate and I think as well who are the leaders in the squad other than Diego Silva I mean Reese James I thought had some sort of say Chilwell maybe but losing Cesar and Mason Mount I think was quite a big issue with that but I think Potter would be just fine um, 
I think he's you've said you've got money for a lot of dead wood, especially some that didn't really have any resale value and and you've got a lot of young players possible promote as well. So I think it's going to be easier to balance the team. I think the big concern is what is it like behind the scenes? It was such a toxic atmosphere behind the scenes. It sounded last season. Is that one of the reasons why I say Mount has decided to go? That could be the big factor. If if it's more positive behind the scenes, which Podge is able to achieve himself and make better. But yeah, if it's not if it's not good behind the scenes, will that will that stumble Chelsea? I don't know. I think the picture the picture is a lot different now. You know, we we were in the worst season ever, overbloated squad, um, players who didn't want to be there, as we've seen. So I, th- I don't think we're going to get the similarly toxic atmosphere we saw last season. Um, well, no, yeah, I think I think Poch has also putting a stop to that because he's also I think he got the likes of Lukaku. I can't remember. There was two two or three players. They were like, "You're not training with the first team." go train by yourselves basically he's not allowing he wants i think what you saw at spurs when he was there everyone's happy everyone loves the manager loves the environment that's what potch is going for and that's what will so i think yeah he won't allow that at chelsea cool well let's move on to next on our list and again because odds don't don't hate newcastle newcastle united obviously off the back of a you might want to call it a breakthrough season to some degree. Um, obviously, they're moving well in the transfer window. Just signed Barnes. Um, you've got, obviously, Tenali who's come in and, and it doesn't seem that the signings are done there. Can we see them genuinely pushing now for the title? Um, Probably not yet. Yeah. I think I, what they need to do is establish in the Champions League. That's what they want to do. That like this is going to be the first season in the Champions League for quite a while. Um, it's more what can they do when they've got the pressure of trying to compete in the Premier League and Champions League, like having them extra games. Um, you've mentioned obviously the signing of Barnes, but that also means St Maximum's going to go. I don't see that as an improvement. And I've seen a few people on Twitter, Newcastle fans. If you went to me, right, you've got one game, you're going to play either Barnes left wing or St. Maximum left wing. You, you're going to want St. Maximum. St. Maximum's probably the more, he's the more exciting player. I think St. Maximum's more, he's got a higher ceiling than what Barnes does. I think Barnes is so wasteful, really. I, I, I just don't see it as an improvement to the squad. I understand that Maxon might be. What's that? I think I think he gets a free pass a bit because he's got such a positive personality. I, I like some Maxon, but I think I always thought he was going to be a casualty when this takeover happened. I think he just dribbles too much and he's been injured a lot. And I do think Harvey Barnes is a better player. I just think he gets a pass a little bit more because he built such a rapport with the Newcastle fans, which I understand. But he had to go for thirty million pounds. Like you can't. So I understand the sale of St Maximum. I think, I think for Eddie Howe, what he's trying to build, St Maximum wasn't properly in the pans. But I just don't see Barnes as a much of an improvement. Like I, I just don't see. Like I don't know who they could have got to be perfectly honest. But I just don't see it as enough, enough of an improvement. Um, when you look at sort of uh, Talani. I think he's a very good player. 
Um, there's obviously been these jokes about how his, how him and his um, wife or girlfriend were looking at the training facilities. I think it's going to be a bit of a culture shock coming to Newcastle from Milan. So I think he needs a bit of time before he sets himself up. Um, and that's, well, yeah, I think giving him some time, then he can bed himself in. But I think it's a very good signing overall. But for competing with the title this season, I just don't see it being enough. I think Newcastle do need to still keep spending. Um, I think they need another midfielder, really. I think Bruno's very, very good. Like I say, Talani, good player. They've got, what, long stuff in there, Joe Linton. Um, I still think if they have an extra midfielder there who's very much quality, it gives them the rotation as well. Um, I think that should be their main focus on bringing someone in to actually, you know, take them up a bit more of a level as well. Yeah. I mean, just building on that. Yeah, I think I think they made positive starts with Tonali and Barnes. Barnes with 13 goals last season in comparison to St. Maximum's one is probably a sign of what more they're getting there. I'm not dissing on St. Maximum. I do like him as a player, but I don't think he's going to be that player who can who who would start for a top four side? Like, he's just not. So I think I think they've done some good business there. I think the Champions League expeditions is going to be a bit tiring on them. I don't think they have depth in comparison to other teams to cope with that as well. Um, so I think they might have a little bit of a struggle this season, not in the worst way. Do I think Eddie Howe's going to be the man that's going to deliver silverware for them? No. But I think he's the best man for their job at this moment in time. And I think they need to be sensible and not go OTT with the spending and bringing in players that could upset the balance because what they've got at the moment is perfect. Yeah, I think they're doing it well. I think they're making the right signings. Um, Barnes, perfect example, I think. And I kind of get your point, Jamie, but I do disagree still because St. Maximin is, is, you know, an absolute joy to watch. On his day, he can beat and get around any defender in the world. But what's his what's his goals and assist numbers? Piss poor. And the reality is, he he's a joy to watch. Brilliant skills and and genuinely phenomenal skills. But then then what does he do? He doesn't score. He either passes it and messes it up, or the the person he person the person he passes it to doesn't score, or he shoots and doesn't score. Like his goals and assist numbers have never been good, and do I think he can go to France, Germany, maybe even Saudi and absolutely tear up those leagues? 100%. But the reality is in the Prem, he, he, as good as he is technically, he hasn't cut it. And I actually do think longer term, Harvey Barnes is a much better player because Harvey Barnes, as we've seen, is now starting to get those goals, get those assists. And he was doing it at Leicester, who got relegated. So if he can do it in a good side, I actually think Barnes is for 36 mil could be one of the signings of the summer this time next year. But there you go. Let's I'm move gonna on. Clip, I'm going to clip. I'm gonna, got to clip that. I'm not. <laughs> well, let's see. Let's see. Here, but I'm going to clip that for that. This. But, but Bree Re- said it. What, what was the numbers, Reese? St. Maximum's got what? How many goals? He got, one, got goal. one last season. There you go. Barnes so all Barnes, Barnes has to do is score two goals. Barnes, Barnes played more more games, obviously, and, and Leicester is a different side. But I think Barnes is a better investment, yeah, long term. 100%. Um, 
Cool. Let's move on to another side who, again, strong, strong summer so far, I'd say. Manchester United. Again, progressed last season, won a trophy, got to a final, um, back in the Champions League. I'd say they've, again, had a good summer. Glazes this, glazes that. But yet again, Man United are spending money in the transfer window in positions they need. They've signed Anana, great signing. I wish Chelsea had gone for him. They've signed Mount, again, debate it all you want, great signing. So the signings they're making, who, who's the third? They've made another one. I, I just completely forgot who the third is. Um, Mount, Anana. I don't think they have. I think it's only them two at the moment. Oh, I'm sure there's one more they've been real. Johnny Heaven's on the short term, haven't they? Which I think oh, is no. actually a bit of business if they keep him. Well, they've got Johnny, Johnny Evans, who is the only Premier League player in the United squad to win the title. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> so... a signing for them if, if they keep him for a season. I think he's a very good addition for them to have. He's just the massive backup option, really. I think they're just, just, for, just in case of injuries because Varane has got injured quite a few times. Maguire, that I think they're trying to get rid of. Um, I think they might have got rid of Bailey. Um, on yeah, I think they've got rid of Bailey on loan. It's more. I think it's just a backup option. I don't. I don't think it's a bad sort of signing as the backup option because it's on a free transfer anyway. Um, but it's obviously not an exciting one at thirty. <laughs> him being at thirty-five. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that's. It's not even worth talking about that signing, in my opinion. I think United as well probably do need another striker. Um, they were linked with Hoyland. Um, again, Rasmus Hoyland, exciting young prospect. I think if they sign him, maybe they can say they've had you know, a phenomenal summer. But the question we're trying to answer here is, can they, can they go to that next level to compete with the title currently? It, I, I don't personally see it I think you'd you'd be asking Rashford to basically be in that form he was in last season for the entirety of the season I think that's the only way they could bridge that gap personally and it doesn't look like they're going to sign Harry Kane which was one of the rumours now so I think United will just probably fall short still um, like I, I do agree. I think they probably won't have the consistency. Um, probably not as much as the three teams that we're going to talk about after. But if they do sign the striker, let's sign, say they sign the player that you just mentioned. What more do United need then to actually say you're competing for the title and to win it? Because think... if you look at the players that they needed in the summer, was a new goalie a new striker and probably a new centre mid. And with saying they're signing that striker, they've signed all three of them. And they've not got like a, they've got good players in them positions. And, you know, that's coming, that's coming third, getting to two cup finals, winning one, obviously losing the other. But it's, what more do they need to actually say they're going to challenge for the title and expect it? I know it's Ten Hag's second season. I'm not. It's not me putting pressure on United to say they should do. But what do they actually need to actually compete? Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? I think. I think yes, Hoyland is a good young player, but he is very young. Um, I think if Johnny Evans is going to play for United in that backup 
option, then fine. I still think there's a bit of an imbalance there, though. I mean, if we look at last season, 4-0 away to Brentford. Is it 7-0 away to Liverpool? 6-3 away to Man City. You know, that's for a team to finish in top three, you can't really afford to get batterings like that. And on top of that as well, to lose two of your teams that you're competing, they're around there. They lost to Arsenal away as well, let's not forget. Yes, they, they beat them all at home, but away from home, that needs to be addressed. I think it needs to be addressed this season, really. But I still think there's a work in progress there. I still think maybe a... a, a I like Martinez at the back. I think he's outstanding, but I think they need another, that another, yeah, either that midfield power, explosive player or or an explosive centre-back. And I think they'll be all right. But they just, yeah, I think where they are at the moment, they're fine if they want to keep a steady upward trajectory about upsetting any balance. Yeah, I think as well, like, there's still an injury, in, injuries Casemiro away from, from, you know, struggling. Like Casemiro coming in was was revolutionary for them, perfect signing. Took some pressure off defensively, but he goes out and they're just a different side. And I think that's the concern for United. He is getting on a bit, you know. I mean, that's probably a bit harsh, but you know, he he if he gets injured or inevitably gets a, a suspension, which he will do, United will then suffer. And I think that's why they probably can't can't bridge that gap. Um, let's move on now to the top three based on the bookies' odds. In third, well, potentially third place, I guess, third favourites, is Liverpool. Now, Liverpool, a side who we've seen can push that 90-point mark and push City all the way in recent times. But last season, their midfield was was ageing and and flattening, let's say. Can they get back to that 90-point side? That's the real question. Yes, I actually think they can. Um, I do feel like they can do. You got to remember, it was only it's only one season that they've not. It's like they had they hit ninety points the season before. Um, I think they they've clearly gone. We know we need to strengthen our midfield, so they've gone and done that. They've got two very good signings, McAllister, and I'll be honest, I can barely say this guy's name, Slavatsliai, something like that. Um, it's coming up to over a hundred million euros. Um, but I think they're very two good signings. Whereas if they went off the one that you know they're all talking about, which was Bellingham, that'd be one player for probably even more money than what they spent on these two. And they need numbers in there, not just one player to sort of try and turn their mid- whole midfield around. They've obviously got rid of a few players in the summer. Uh, Naby Ketia, Milner, uh, Firmino, Firmino as well. Oxley chamberlain has gone. Um, I think it's right to start the whole. I think it's like a whole rebuilding session for the midfield, because they've already they've already focused on up front. We're getting Gakpo, we're getting Darwin, we're getting Luis Diaz fairly recently as well. So I I think they've got all the capabilities because if you look at the defense as well, it's a very good defense. It re- it's one of the best in the league. You've got Allison, who's probably he's questionable, like arguably one of the best goalies in the world. Van Dyke, despite what people are saying, he's fallen off. He hasn't fallen off. He's just not as good as his very, very peak, which still means he's a very good player. Robertson, Trent, very good uh, fullbacks. And then you've got uh, Canate as well, and I think he's an absolute solid centre-back. So defensively, they're fine. Salah scores constantly. 
I don't see why they can't get 90 points and actually challenge for the title. Maybe they just need that one extra signing in midfield to have that core three and then move on from there. Yeah, I don't think they're a million miles off. Um, strength in the midfield. McAllister, you obviously need him to, to fit that system. Um, Sobosla, I'm not sure about. Reese. I know you're backing him, but I think time will tell on that. Bottom line, they've got exciting attackers, Salah, Diaz, Nunes, uh, Jota. So I, I think they get a run of form. that they, they, they can be up there. Now let's... Sorry, go on, Reece. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, I think, I think they'll be up there. I think let's not forget as well the potential sales of Henderson and Fabinho could actually be a blessing in disguise because they're getting a combined, what, £52 million? The two players that don't have any resale value, you could easily put that on another midfielder. So... You know, it looks like a promising, yeah. Yeah, promising I think player. as well that the values, particularly for McAllister, phenomenal value signing. So if they can do another gem for 35, 40 mil, I think they'll be in a very strong position. Um, right, let's move on to the two favourites, if you like, currently based on Bookie's odds. We can call them big boys, if you like, but, but saying that about Arsenal still feels a little bit wrong. Um, let's talk Arsenal first. Obviously, they're not favourites. Phenomenal season last season. The vibes are back, but still zero trophies. Can that change this season, Reese? Yes, it can. Um, I do sometimes think the team that wins the transfer window doesn't tend to do very well in the next season. But, you know, they, they got a win last night in their preseason for only 5-0. You know, look like some positives there. But yeah, I think I think any form of trophy will be an example that things have headed in the right direction. I'm not looking too much into last season because I think there are a lot of factors at play there. I think this season is much more important because we expect the other teams to do better. Um, so yeah, it's a matter of how they handle it. Will they have learned the lessons from last year? Yes. Do I still think there's work to be done? Yes. Do I still think they're good enough to win the league? No. Um, but they, yeah, they, they've made the right improvements. Declan Rice... Um, Timber as well, you know, two of those signings. I think, I think what we need to emphasize here is even if Rice doesn't work out, the fact that Arsenal are going in for these players and getting these big players is a sign of the right direction at this moment in time. Well, just before before we move on to Jamie, obviously you said there, can you win the league? No. Now, as it stands, I'll, I'll make I guess the the bullish case for Arsenal, comparing directly to City, obviously ignoring all the other teams. City have obviously made a good signing in, in Gvardiol. But as I said in my TikTok yesterday, luxury signing. Didn't need a centre-back, but they've just splashed 100 mil on a centre-back. All their other midfielders, not not obviously not all of them, but a lot of their solid squad is exiting with currently no replacements. So on paper, have you want to look at it, City are getting weaker. And Arsenal have made good signings and are therefore getting stronger. So that logic alone would would imply that City are going to drop down a level and Arsenal can, in theory, go up a level. Obviously, that's yeah. not how football works. But in terms of the squads, currently Arsenal have improved, City have worsened. Yeah, it implies. But I think Liverpool have improved, Man United have improved, Spurs are improving. And I think, I think even if we beat City at least once next season. You know, we haven't beaten them in goodness knows how long. We've still got to try and beat Man United and Liverpool, particularly away from home, which is something we don't do. And the squad's better now than what they were last season. 
it's still a hard hard task. That's not being negative, it's being realistic. I think with, there's too much pressure on this team at this moment in time. But then again, I suppose there's no pressure. You're never going to achieve, right? Yeah. Jamie, what's your thoughts on everything that we've just said? Um, like, the thing is, you've got to just remember this is obviously not the end of the window. Um, I think Arsenal are still going to be possibly trying to make a signing, which obviously is not surprising, but, you know, they're spending 200 million plus already going it again. They have to be competing at the very, very minimal, not minimum, sorry. And they have to be competing in the Champions League because they've spent, I think they've spent at least six, 700 million in the past sort of two, three transfer summer transfer windows so they have to be competing and if they're not there's gonna be serious questions asked um i think they can they could they can win the title um probably not going to be my prediction for it but that's obviously because i'm also a city fan here but they definitely should be competing for it i think they're getting the right backups as well so like rice comes in you got Partey as your bench at the moment Timber comes in, he could either go as a right back, as a centre back, and then, you know, Ben White could be a bench option. So it's showing the sort of quality in the squad. And that's what I think Arsenal lacked when you saw Saliba got injured and you're, you you fell apart a bit. Um, uh, It's more, I don't know what Arsenal need more, though, to say for, for Reese to actually go, yes we will win the title or can we win the title and the answer being yes. So that's, say, that, that's all. I'd say experience is all you're lacking because I actually, you're, you're now looking at a pretty decent squad, I think. Yeah, I think we need someone that's actually come in and won stuff, even if it's just a short-term thing like a Sergio Ramos. Just go have him there. He's won stuff, you know. Another striker. Benucci. And I, I do think another another goalkeeper. I'm sorry, but that that, that is what it is, I think. I think they're just that little bit more strength in depth. Someone that can challenge everybody on that pitch to know that their position could be under threat if they do not perform. Simple as that. I think you're getting there, though. I do think you're getting there. I guess a question a question for you, Jamie. I know you're, you're never going to back against City, but if if the window ended now, surely you'd have to have a little bit of concern. Yeah, well, that's yeah. That's very hypothetical, but... Yeah, when, well, yeah. Like you're lo- losing Mares, so I was saying before Mares was even going to get sold, we need a right winger. So to lose to sell our only right winger is concerning. Foden can obviously play there. I still think we've got a very good eleven, and I still think our eleven is better than every other team. But we also have the we have a very small squad of quality, and that would be my concern um, overall. But yeah, a concern would be. Right, but like I say, we still got time for the transfer window. We've got over a month <laughs> to go. Team, to be fair, City in the past have normally got their business done quite early. Some, and then some will go a bit later on. Yeah, I think that's that might be a bit of a concern as well. The fact that Arsenal seemingly have done it quickly. I know they they might sign more, but they've done their I bit. Think that builds, I think that builds the hype on Arsenal, and it doesn't effectively because the season isn't over in a few weeks, like, like I say, it's a marathon, not a sprint kind of scenario. Signing signing someone a bit like, say we sign a new centre mid and a right winger in the next three weeks. Okay, the season's just started, 
but they could bed in in the next two, three weeks. And then, you know, you've got 34 games to play still. So it's not a massive concern. Um, you'd prefer to get your business done early. And I think that's what's probably hyped up a bit, a bit too much on Arsenal. Although I still think they can challenge for the title. Definitely. Cool. Well, there you have it. That wraps us up for another episode as always, there was lots to get through there. Let us know your thoughts. Make sure you're following us on social media. And in the next couple of weeks as well, before the season starts, we will be coming to you live with a full entire Premier League table prediction. So we're going to start putting our money where our mouth is and actually make exact p- position predictions. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill. Here we go.